Albright. Welcome to the Digital Engineering 24-7 podcast. Uh, I'm here today with Rod Mock, president of Total CAE. Uh, we'll be talking about HPC resources for engineering. As we know, uh, HPC has grown in importance as folks are doing more complex uh, analysis and simulation and design. Total CAE offers both on-premises and cloud-based HPC resources. Uh, Rod, can you talk to us a little bit about why the clients you work with would choose cloud versus on-premise for HPC? And because cloud gets so much attention, is cloud inevitable in this space for these applications? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, we because we do both on-premises and uh, cloud, we, this is a very common question that we get. Uh, typically, what the cloud offers is the flexibility to be able to use a large amount of compute power, you know, without having to commit that for long term. So if you have a, a type of application, typically like CFD applications that have uh, uh, licensing that allows you to use unlimited CPUs, uh, so you're not license bound, then the cloud can be great for that. Uh, now the reason, and, and that is the probably the most common reason why many of our customers are using um, using cloud computing is because they want to access more resources for sp uh, jobs that are maybe need to uh, get back quickly that they don't want to queue, or they're just beyond their capability of their current machine. Maybe they typically have 200 cores on prem, uh, but they need to run a couple thousand for a CFD app, you know, from time to time. Uh, the, the, now, the reason people don't use cloud for everything, it's not necessarily inevitable because that uh, agility does come at a price premium. You know, though typically today, the cost of some cloud computing, you know, is typically two to three X the cost of having that same uh, same compute power on prem. Um, so you do need to be able to utilize that power more than, you know, 30 percent of the time. But for people that have day-to-day -day work, it is still dramatically cheaper for most of the time uh, to be on print if you have a data center. You know, so that doesn't, uh, many clients have eliminated data centers, in which case you could go cloud only. Um, but yeah, the, the main usage of the cloud is that real uh, flexibility and agility of being able to uh, access compute power on demand without having to own it for a long period of time. What then, you know, is that the most common barrier for cloud adoption? And is it cost or are there other things that, that might um, keep people from moving in that direction? Yeah, in, in our space, I would say the cost is definitely a barrier uh, because it, folks are kind of surprised sometimes that a computer that only costs, you know, $300 a month might cost you with over 1000 on the cloud if you use it all the time or even if you do reserved instances. But the, the, the secondary barrier is licensing. Many customers are not necessarily bound by compute power, you know, because compute power is fairly affordable. You can get systems with hundreds of cores now these days, you know, at a pretty low cost. But their uh, C licensing, the vendor licensing, usually is licensed by core for many applications, or you might need a special kind of license to unlock more uh, HPC cores. And those really haven't kept up with modern processors. You know, the price, so the pricing of their licensing is what restricts them. Uh, more often than not. So if you can't access 2,000 cores with your uh, application, you're really stuck on-prem anyway, uh, for the, uh, unless you do some kind of you know, on-demand licensing scheme, which some of the vendors do. But there's, in, in the oligopoly we have today, there many times it isn't just you know, purely pay by the hour for the licensing type. Um, then the third barrier is sometimes still download speeds. If you have an enterprise, you're going to have a proper uh, connectivity into the big cloud vendors like AWS and Azure. And, this, uh, and then download speeds are not really a problem. But for some of the mid-market, they're not affording those high-speed uh, pipes into the, these cloud providers. And they're downloading over the internet. 
And if you have, you know, hundreds of gigs of simulation output, that can definitely be a barrier when you're trying to bring that back on prem. Uh, or you have to do other technologies like remote visualization, which, you know, is, is definitely beneficial, but not perfect. And so we just, uh, those are like the top three barriers we see, price, uh, licensing restrictions, and then uh, uh, download uh, issues for the mid-market. It, what about security? You know, people worried about how secure uh, cloud resources are, um, and are there in partic- are there particular issues, maybe even specific to engineering, where people you know need to think about before they make the move to the cloud? Yeah, the cloud can be as secure as on-prem for sure, and uh, the biggest thing is just having it professionally managed. So if you are attempting to do a cloud system on your own, there is a lot of caveats, and even professionals. You'll read in the news about how, you know, buckets have been left open or, you know, different kinds of cloud hacks happening. And often that uh, it can be, you know, avoided by following best practices. But many engineers aren't going to have that time to follow all these security best practices. And so that's why we recommend maybe not to do it yourself approach. On-prem, often you can get away with these things because you're behind multiple firewalls. But even today, uh, you know, an on-prem system does have to have higher security than the old days just because of the ransomware and many other types of attacks that are occurring. Now, now cloud services aren't immune to security issues. You know, we've seen uh, major, even in this last year, major major issues where uh, an attacker was able to pivot into another customer's domain. Uh, this is on uh, uh, on uh, one of the major cloud vendors, which is uh, these. And so the more cloud services you use, they're not always equally secured. So that particular cloud service was actually used by, by one of the major CE vendors uh, in their cloud implementation. And so the more cloud services you use, it does expose you as you, you know, to 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 more potential. Uh, but for the, you know, those are the kind of security issues you can't, you know, you can't really control. You, you do have to rely on the cloud vendor to uh, to close those. But there has been other major cloud issues, you know, other security issues, you know, like Log4j, very, very big news this year that affected, you know, all on-prem and took a long time to fix and clean up. There is some something to be said for outsourcing some of that uh, services. Like when you outsource to Total C, we take care of the security of the HPC, but we also rely on the cloud vendor themselves to un- secure their underlying infrastructure. So it's like a, a many of the security on the cloud is now more of a joint customer, you know, service provider and cloud provider you know that the, those those three things have to work in in conjunction to have uh, good security, but uh, we don't see often security anymore being the reason people don't go to the cloud. Even the government has their you know workloads in the cloud these days for you know ITAR and other such things. So uh, it's become the the least uh, reasons we've seen to go to the cloud. Security isn't one of them these days. What about uh, a multi cloud? Uh, yeah, there was uh, so a couple of the major cloud vendors have had outages this year, uh, mm-hmm. and so then that does bring up the co- uh, the case of uh, what, should we have a multi cloud? In in ninety percent of the, uh, I would say that multi cloud is not strictly necess- necessary because if the cloud vendor is down, usually you can fail over to another region, or in some cases it's only a matter of hours. By the time you'd fail over to a completely different cloud system, they'd be back up. So it, it, there is a lot of interest in, well, maybe I can uh, arbitrage pricing between different cloud vendors. But invariably, if you look at uh, for the CA space, the pricing is very similar. The, you know, there's only a few major cloud vendors. They all price their, their offerings very similarly to avoid this kind of thing. So um, uh, there, you know, if you, if you want to use a particular cloud vendor because they have uh, a feature you want, uh, we, we support all the major cloud vendors. Many times the decision is, 
most customers have either decided on Azure or AWS, or perhaps they're using Google Cloud. Uh, uh, but if you pick that vendor, you're going to pick your CAE tools to run in the same environment just for the synergy of being able to use all your other cloud services along with the CAE. So we don't see uh, multi-cloud in the C space often, uh, but sometimes, you know, if you have a cloud vendor you've chosen, they don't have proper resources for HPC, where you can stand up a SaaS service like we have in others, you know, in a completely different cloud. Uh, it does work, but the vast majority of the people choose the cloud vendor that their IT enterprises already picked. Now, I know a lot of the uh, software vendors, the CAE vendors in this space, are starting to offer uh, their own cloud-based solutions. How does that uh, sort of affect the decision-making process when, when people are looking at you know what to do about their HPC resources and evaluating some of these new cloud offerings? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, some of the, you know, uh, Ansys, Altair, Dassault, almost F Siemens, everybody has a cloud offering these days. And so those aren't uh, those can be great solutions depending on your needs. Uh, many, if not most of our customers are running more than one app from a vendor. And so they often will choose us because we support, you know, 150 some different engineering apps. And then they don't have to have like five different clouds. Uh, they can easily string together workflows. But if you just run one app and you don't uh, and you don't mind having it, uh, you know, where it's not under your uh, domain's control and sort of data and all these types of things, then those cloud vendor solutions can can be good point solutions. Um, but I would say, you know, the um, uh, it's still early days of the cloud, even for the CE vendors. And so, uh, you know, oftentimes um, the, those they may have a uh, something that you have done that isn't supported. Uh, maybe it's a third party library. Uh, maybe it's a compiler, you know, maybe they don't support the region that you have. Uh, you know, there can be a lot of uh, different reasons we've seen folks that we've worked with, you know, that, uh, you know, work that are doing uh, still either cloud or on-prem systems in, in lieu of the vendor's uh, solution. But as time goes on, I think they'll be they'll be able to handle more and more of, uh, you know, especially small workloads. Like Total C doesn't handle if you're, you know, run one or two jobs a year. You know, that isn't the kind of customer we typically have for HPC, but a vendor cloud solution would be perfect for that kind of thing, you know, where you're not having to have a lot of uh, needs in terms of your simulation. And you just uh, and so many of those cloud solutions uh, do work quite well, depending on your requirements. OK, yeah, somewhat related to that, but also kind of going back to when we were talking about barriers to cloud adoption. Uh, you, you mentioned the sort of per core licensing models and how people can run up against those, particularly when they're using uh, cloud resources. Given the uh, you know the evolution of, of kind of how people are using these uh, tools, have we seen any shift in licensing models that you know, can kind of reflect the new computing environment that we're in? Yeah, I've seen a great, and we just love this. All the major uh, CA vendors are now offering license as a service. So, uh, you know, kudos to, you know, the, the uh, you know, the original, you know, kind of original uh, initiator of this is like Star CCM Plus had power on demand. That was an early offering long ago. And similar, uh, uh, similarly, now you can get that same kind of licensing as a service from many of the vendors, which we like because now you can run your HPC workloads wherever you want. You can run it on-prem. You could run it on a cloud like Total C. You could run it on the vendor's cloud. You get more more choices of where to run your workloads. And uh, almost all the CE vendors are now offering such an offer. Now, it may not be pay by the hour. You may be buying like use it or lose it uh, packs of compute. They're still licensed by core in many cases. 
But the, the, the freeing up the licensing being only available on an on-prem license server or hosted by you know, a single vendor, uh, we do really like this licensing as a service model that most of the vendors have associated with because it's been able to make our life easier, our clients' lives easier to be able to help them run their workloads wherever they want. All right, great. Well, uh, thank you very much for your time today, Rod. Yeah, thanks, Brian, for having me and enjoyed uh, the talk today. Me too. Uh, this is Brian Albright for the Digital Engineering 24-7 podcast. We've been talking to Rod Mock of Total CAE. Uh, and thank you for listening.